Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the CW hit show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how are you today? I'm good. Yeah? Because you, you've been a little out, you've you got a lot going on, a lot, a lot of family things and all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, vacation, hospital yeah. visits, all these things. Um, yeah, yeah. The, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have your last past week or so. So yeah, pretty much. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, but we're glad to have you back here on uh, Flash TV Talk, man. We have got a lot to talk about in a very, very short amount of time. In fact, that could be said of the good people behind DC Fandom, or at least. One would imagine that's what they want with the DC fandom is to cram a ton of DC knowledge and news and teasers and everything else into a tight time frame as opposed to draw out the content to try to justify its existence. Oh, shots fired here at the beginning. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Look, there's a lot of great things that happened this uh, this year at DC fandom. We're going to be talking about uh, all the flash related stuff, and we're going to be talking about the stuff that happened right after DC fandom, because obviously things happened right after DC fandom. <laughs> yes. All right, but I do want to kind of uh, acknowledge this before diving into the uh, the flash centric stuff, man. So we kind of, you know, speculated, maybe even lightly trolled the uh, last year's DC fandom when it came to the the green screen, the green screen game. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, a little over all over the map. A little bit. It, it still seemed like it was. Well, but I thought it was better this time around. Well, I, you know, so there, there was like Ezra's intro, which wasn't green screen. That was actually at the, at the, at the set. So that was interesting. And then the, the one for um, Black Adam. Yeah. Was like bad because. Yeah. <laughs> the rock was wearing <laughs> black and part of the background was black. And it was cl- very clearly two different blacks. <laughs> like, the, like the white balance was not, was not good, but you know, yeah. it's still, you know, I'm not, I'm not there to watch the rock stand in front of a green screen. I'm there to watch the content that he's, you know, getting hyped for and stuff. So, you know, I feel like DC fandom is a great representation of what, like, you know, kind of the, the zoom post COVID or dirt, you know, age of COVID, if you will, kind of digital conference, digital, uh, you know, con essentially uh, has been. And I think that we could continue to polish it here and there, or, and I'm just going to throw this out here. We could stop. We could stop it. I don't like it. I don't like it. You don't, don't like fandom? It. No. And not, not even decide. It's not even fandom. Okay. Fandom's fine. It's, it's more of like just the digital conferences and everything else. Like I get it, Like we got to do what we got to do. We got to be safe and everything else. But at the same time, man, like I, I, you know, we all talk about like what of this, you know, era in human history will progress into the next age of human history, right? Like what, what has fundamentally changed about work? What has fundamentally changed about communication? What has fundamentally changed about travel? You know, all of these kind of questions. And, you know, I've just, there's a lot of talk about like, oh, you know, the conference is dead, you know, long live the digital conference. And I think that there's an aspect in which there's functionally things that we need to be doing more digitally. And I think that's a good thing. But when it comes to like, conferences and big media events i I don't know man this just feels a little conventions you can't you can't have a i mean there there are some places that have tried digital conventions but in in, and maybe maybe in absence of a real convention that's better than nothing but like i yeah i i hope the the digital convention thing doesn't live past this pandemic I, i i i much prefer like in-person events and stuff to like 
watching stuff on my couch because like that's 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 usually where i watch the stuff after the convention anyway so right right exactly <laughs> it's, it's, it's like okay so i i pay a smaller amount of money to watch it before everyone else who watches it the same way that i did right right and i mean don't get me wrong digital passes are great i've i've, I've dropped money on blizzcon before for a digital ticket i'm not i'm you know i'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not going to hide that fact. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying I wouldn't, you know, buy a digital ticket to conferences in, in the future. I think the main thing is like, it, it all comes down to who, who is this for? Like, like, how are you like establishing the content? Who is it actually for? And kind of this digital first digital uh, focused approach. Um, you know, I, again, it has done what it has needed to do and will continue to need to do. And as long as it needs to do it, but once it no, is no longer needed, let's go back to live events and, you know, digital tickets. Sure. For those that, that want them. And again, I have been a customer of the digital ticket in the past, but I don't know, well, man, great. The green screen just, it, it takes me out of it. Well, and even still like, you know, with a digital ticket for a live event, the, the hype is still real. Oh, like, the energy is palpable. Yeah. Yes. Cause there's, there's, there's a crowd, right. And, and you can still feed off that crowd from home, but if it's all digital, and it's just the rock standing there with like really weird looking clothing against the background. <laughs> and, yeah. and, it, and it feels like he doesn't want to be there as Ezra Miller. Certainly. Okay. All right, all right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great transition bell. Great transition. Yes. Okay. So that's the other factor too. Like you can tell who's in into it and who's like giving their best, which by the way, a tale of two flashes, a tale of you know, like, like, you know, you got Grant whose makeup was, we got Grant who's there. And then you got Candace, who was doing a fantastic job. Like the cast of The Flash was basically carrying the entire event, in my opinion. And then yeah. you got Ezra, who's like, oh, are we still doing this? Okay. Hi, everybody. I guess you're going to look at my face while I tell you that we're making a, what are we making? Oh, well, we're, was... making, we're making a movie. <laughs> and this, uh, we don't have a trailer. We don't have a teaser. And, um, What's this for again? Like he, this dude is like, I know he's not stoned. He just doesn't care. Well, the, the best bit was, is like, and I hope to see you in theaters, but more importantly, you'll see me. <laughs> I was like, that's at that moment. I kind of wanted to choke him out. I'm just saying, like, that was, that, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He, 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 he virtually choked us out with his, he, he did. He did his just poor attitude. <laughs> <laughs> oh but man. I mean, honestly, like, you know, I, 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 I honestly I can't really blame him or any of the other it's celebrities his brand. and this kind of thing. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And not not only that, like from what I understand of media promotion tours, where like you're going, you know, across the country or even across the world to like local TV stations to get asked the same questions by right, right, sure, people yeah. like over and over and over again. I, I hear the the media tours and all these kinds of shows, movies and whatever are just absolutely grueling. And so I'm not saying that you know you should put on a happy face and do that kind of stuff all the time. But, you know, yeah, like, like, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, but, the, I, I totally but Okay. Fair enough. Yes. And, but the, and the, maybe this is really kind of the point, right? When it's a live performance, like think about Robert Downey Jr. When he's exhausted at asking, you know, answering all these questions over and over again on the, you know, on the uh, media circuit versus like him rolling into Comic-Con, like doing a dance, like feeding off the energy of the crowd. It's a different, different energy altogether. And so, yeah, this, this, this does kind of probably take what should be that and make it feel more like the other. And that's unfortunate. I, I do think, though, you know, I mean, like, it's fine. It's Ezra Miller's brand. That's that's cool. But you got to remember, like, this is this is DC fandom. This is like your top tier, your creme de la creme. These are the people buying the tickets like this is like, you know, yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, the, the trailer looked awesome. <laughs> I mean, what's, it wasn't even a trailer. It was like a couple scenes. Yeah, and I mean, Michael that's Keaton's fine. voiceover, which I appreciated. Yeah, no, look, I, for what we got, I thought it was incredible. Like, you know, despite all the, you know, trolley buildup here, like, I think, I honestly, it, I thought it was incredible. I thought the teaser was was very, very hype. Um, the, you got multiple Ezra's, which kind of confused me there for a moment. Yeah, that was neat. Like, I'm, I'm kind of excited to dig into that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've and also all right. Well, let's, let's, I, yeah, well, I thought ahead. we had three Ezra's, but then I realized that, that was Supergirl, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's, you know, it was it was dark, and you know, one Ezra had long hair, one Ezra had short hair, and then Ezra doesn't exactly look like you know the chiseled feature of a very of a man chiseled. What are you talking about? Have you <laughs> like it, like no? You could you could at car- first glance I thought there were three Ezra's, and then I realized that there weren't. <laughs> no, no, how, how dare you um no 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 <laughs> i did the same thing it's fine uh let, let's but let's talk about this costume first because honestly like you know you, you mentioned it it is a dark trailer that is true but it certainly makes the uh the like the lightning and kind of the the lighting of the costume really pop yeah the the gold lines in there that was really cool i like yeah that i, I was i was kind of shocked by how good that looked i know there's there's different schools of thoughts on this. I'm kind of surprised because I mean, like to me, it looks absolutely incredible. But I think some folks are, um, you know, the the cowl in particularly uh, doesn't necessarily, you know, people aren't aren't you know getting behind that. But I don't know. Like this has the organic uh, texture that we saw from kind of some of the promotional art and and concept art from before, and seeing it in practice. I, I you know I don't know. I I do wonder though if we what we're looking at here is the final costume you know what i mean yeah and i, I like I, I wonder if we're not going to see another version altogether as well um because you know we, we see two flashes in the trailer who's to say we won't see a third or maybe even a fourth or something like that so right, um right. yeah like you know and and again we're also early in the pre-production process so like that could be you know maybe maybe they dial it up or dial stuff back depending on you know the reaction to the uh fandom uh, stuff they released you know they're they're could also be that option there right right now that's uh that's good yeah i mean I'm, so i've got a kind of a still up in front of me of the the two ezra's and uh and supergirl yes admittedly like when that came through i actually i thought i didn't think it was a third ezra but i did think it was like a young flash perhaps or or um kind of a, a previous version of him or something of that nature uh and so this is my first time actually still like with the you know freeze frame set, set up so yes because people were talking about supergirl in the trailer and i was like supergirl was in the trailer miss that yeah right right it, yeah. it's a blink and you miss it scene and again it does kind of mess with your eyes because you know we are dealing with multiple ezra's here on on the screen of course you've also got uh the the background ezra uh wearing a essentially a bat suit with a painted on flash symbol is that i i heard people talking about that but like is that really it it seems to be the case it seems to be the case now as you pointed out this isn't really a trailer one imagines this really isn't a teaser. I mean, it technically is a teaser, but but is it possible that nothing that we're seeing is actually in the movie? Um, dude, that, that's 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 a good question. I mean, like, is it <sighs> like are we seeing like compo- like you know? All right, Ezra, put on the costume stand here. Okay, Ezra, put on the other costume stand here. All right, uh, Supergirl, you you back here. I, I can't remember who's playing Supergirl, but but you're you're back here. And then, um, you know, and then so we have like, you know, the cow, like, like, that's not even 
uh, you know, that, that, that's not even vulture that's, that's in the, in the cow. You know what I mean? Vulture. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not him. Like I, I guarantee it's not him. We're hearing his voice, but we're not actually seeing. Uh, are you talking about the end when like the, the cow is in the show? I didn't see a flash logo on that. Are you talking about when, no, when the two no, flashes no, no. and Supergirl are yeah. in the bat cave? Yeah. When the, when the two flashes Supergirl, that's, that's when you see he's wearing the suit. I mean, it, like you said, it's dark. Like you really have to like punch it up a little bit to see it, but also not only that. Yeah. Like um, we do. I, I, Man, and then he's standing there in the Batcave with the co- that, that, the costume looks awesome. I'm sorry, like people who are hating on the costume are crazy. I think the organic costume looks really, really sweet, especially the, in this context. Yeah, like the one the lead the lead Flash in that picture. Yeah, with, yeah, at, at yeah. the end. Yeah, I I like that one too. We got a glimpse of the Flash ring, but yeah, at the very tail end, we see the back of the cowl as one assumes Batman is walking up. But that's my point. I don't know that. I don't think that anything that we're really seeing here is in the movie. Like, this is my theory. I could be wrong. Like it's possible that some of it is, but I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, I guess they're so they're not even done filming yet. I don't think so. They're, no. they're really early in the, in the pre-production process and all that kind of stuff. Or, or if they are done filming the post-production process, but yeah, like, so it, who knows? I mean, this, this could be, you know, cause they, they, they do screen tests, right? Like, yeah. like the, the famous footage of uh, a Nicholas cage wearing the Superman outfit uh, from Superman. Right. Right. Stuff like that. So like, like the, these could be screen tests for all we know. And if I they, wonder, yeah, if this costume is kind of in that same kind of caliber of that particular costume, very, very early stage. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it could be, you know, okay. So we have the set built uh, here's, you know, version one of, the the batman flash suit here's version one of the organic flash suit here's version one of the supergirl suit let's get them all on set let's film something and let's uh you know tweak it in post and see how it's going to turn out and we might need to tweak you know make tweaks to the actual costume design and stuff like that because like it 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 didn't feel like it was a scene right it felt like it was just a a couple quick cuts with with uh keaton's overlay kind of kind of tying everything together yeah or his voiceover rather yeah um and so, yeah, it, it very well could just be screen tests, like where they're 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 testing sets, they're testing equipment, they're testing uh, costumes, um, and all that kind of stuff. So, I, you know, I don't I don't know, but I, I could be wrong. It could be something like they're uh, they're you know filming scenes to cut a trailer, and they're filming those first, and maybe those maybe those will. Um, but then again, there's a lot of scenes in trailers that we never see in movies. Yeah, I'm I'm look of all the DC movies coming out, this one I'm the most hyped for. Like uh, by by a long shot, I know they like spent a lot of DC fandom really hyping up the the new Batman trailer. But honestly, like I couldn't be bothered. Like I, I'm looking at that thing and thinking that needs to be like an HBO show or something like that, which is great. That's not a that is not a diss at all. If anything, it's it's saying like, hey, you know, put this just in a little bit of a different context where you can stretch it out and you know it'll it'll feel something like this feels cinematic. This yeah. feels like something big is happening and something is going to happen. I'm really stoked to see what they do with it. Um, with the very light things that we got. I mean, like they give us so little and we tear it apart like crazy trying to look for any clues to anything. And I guarantee this costume is not done. Like I guarantee like the, the, the epic shots, the hero shots where he's all glowed up and everything like that's that's closer to what we're going to get. But even that I have a feeling is not totally done. By the way, the organic nature of the costume in those shots in particular make me wonder if they're going to go the flash rebirth route where the costume is actually kind of summoned or kind of like pulled from the speed force itself, like a I mean, manifestation. They, a flash ring. they do, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the costume's coming from the ring. Well, that's true. That's true. It might be, it might be that, you know, it, uh, if they, if they're going with the, um, 
you know, flashpoint aspect, that might not even be his flash ring. That might be Eobard's ring. That's true. Yeah. And it might actually have Eobard's suit. So we who we'll we'll end up seeing what, what ends up coming. There is a speculation that the other other flash is actually the reverse flash. That actually is Eobard that's kind of rolling with them. Um, I think that's a safe bet to say that Eobard's in here somewhere. I definitely um I think I am in that kind of speculation camp of thinking that uh Ezra just is because you want Ezra to be the bad guy. I'm not I no, 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 not at all. Not at all. I I I think I think that it, it honestly it really comes more from casting. We would have known by now who was playing Eobard if there was somebody other than him playing Eobard. And so I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's part of Eobard's character too, getting kind of the facial reconstruction surgery to look like Barry. Uh it makes, you know, it 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 tracks. Yeah, I think I think that I think it makes a lot of sense. By the way, I just want to make uh, one more point of this uh, before moving on. Uh, Ezra, when he comes on to tell us what's going on, is wearing a choker. All right, so <laughs> well, hold on, I got, I got I got one more little bit. Okay, um, right. not not a bit per se, but um, do we know that this is indeed eighty nine Batman Michael Keaton, or is this Michael Keaton playing Thomas Wayne in Flashpoint? I think we are ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure that it is uh, Bruce Wayne, the uh, old school Batman. Okay, cool. I just wanted to clarify that okay. for myself. Yes, yes. We're we're talking. Uh, talk. I thought you were going to get one more uh, choking joke in. No, I no. You 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 filled the time slot available to those. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't want to beat a dead horse or choke out a fan. I'm I'm just I'm just trying so hard to. <laughs> I, I'm I'm surprised you went with beat a dead horse and not choke a dead horse. Oh well, that would have uh, made sense too. That would have made sense. Too. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's not funny. That's my point. It's not funny. Anyway, so moving on, Bell. Uh, funny enough, as much as Ezra didn't want to show us this teaser or did wasn't all that enthusiastic to show us the teaser, the, the cast of The Flash was super energetic throughout DC fandom with really, really hyping up a lot of their counterparts from across the DC TV universe. Uh, however, one of the big things that most of us were looking forward to as part of DC fandom was a trailer for season eight and more specifically for this Armageddon event. Now, of course, we were all a little uh, disappointed, but the disappointment did not last long as very, very shortly thereafter of DC fandom, we did in fact get this trailer. And man, this looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like it, it, it's, it's crazy. Like Adam's back. Um, he's doing uh, the super. He's doing the League. Superman. He's doing the Superman rip shirt. You see that? No, I, I, did I miss that? Oh man, yeah. Go back through. All right, so I got it up right here. He's like running in the streets, and it's like Adam's rolling in, and Adam is doing the the Superman thing. He's he's doing the. He's gonna rip his shirt open. <laughs> I don't know what he's wearing underneath there, because I mean, like his his costume's kind of bulky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's nanites now. It's nanites, and so yeah. they yeah. He might be running to the pool. He might be like, hey, Adam, come in, do, do, a, do a cannonball. And he's just ripping <laughs> off his shirt to, to jump into the pool. Uh, no, man. So, all right. So we get Barry. Barry has returned to the uh, kind of the, the Justice League, kind of the Super Friends building that we have not seen in quite some time. Uh, we see him actually standing behind his chair with the, uh, with the flash symbol on it. And we get our first official look at, uh, oh, gosh, Despero, right? Yeah. Yeah, first official look at Despero. Now, clearly this is human mode Despero because they have confirmed, and I mean, it, it, it's okay if, if you, you were confused by this. Despero is not human. Like, he is an alien, and they have confirmed they are going that route with his character. 
I was not shocked at all to see him in some form of human mode. We we often get this with alien characters on, uh, you know, TV shows, especially CW shows. What I was shocked is that he's missing a pretty critical feature. <laughs> his his uh, uh, giant head gill. Well, yeah, his third eye. He's got the. I will say the the head gill. He's fine because he's got the. Um, you know, he's, he's rocking the mohawk. Hair. Yeah, yeah, he's rocking the mohawk. That's that's fine. I, I I'll allow the mohawk. But no, man, the third eye. He's got to have his third eye open. I'm, I'm so I'm wondering, like, if if there's say because because, you know, he, he's in he's in human form for some reason. Right. And I, I'm assuming it's 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 to it's to blend in or like to, you know, hide his game of whatever he's doing or something like that. And that we'll see the third eye when he goes full alien monster mode during the big climactic fight scene. Yeah. OK, no, I, I could see that. I could see that. It's just it's such a. It's 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 interesting that they chose. I guess you're like you said. He's he's trying to be incognito. Fine. Here's my only problem with that. If the mindset here is that he's trying to be incognito, why is he wearing a bathrobe with like a giant glowy belt thing and Wonder Woman bracers? You know, people dry. You know, they dress like superheroes. It's a fashion thing now, man. Okay, so so that's the thing. You think he's rolling in and he wants to try to pretend to be a superhero? Because he he looks a little on the villainous side like when you first see him. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Because, yeah, if he was trying to, like, blend in and, like, you know, enact his plan from the shadows, you wouldn't think that he throws, you know, his his costume on. But uh, unless part of that plan is to, you know, make people think he is a good guy, and make people distrust the actual good guys by like, you know, staging stuff like, oh, why is the flash fighting? You know, like what's going on? Why would he why would he hurt him? He's a good guy. Yeah. You know, and the, you know, make the public not. Uh, He's not. They're not going that route. They're yeah, not. They're not. They're route. not. They're not. We do see that. him like moving around something that looks yeah like chess pieces. Uh, not exactly sure where he is at that moment. Um, we also see Barry back into uh, he and Iris's loft. Uh, or I guess condo uh, a lot of different shots from uh, kind of a reference to arrow with literal green arrows and a bow as well as kind of flash featured uh, costumes and that sort of thing. And then we get this kind of great montage of these various heroes that will be featured in this big kind of crossover event. I mean, it's a, I mean, that is, that is the official uh, language, if I'm not mistaken, is this is, this is a crossover event, but it's not the same as the kind of crossover events they've done in the past. Yeah, one thing coming on the flash, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, one thing to to note, and I think this is kind of interesting. So we see Barry, he's at the table. He's kind of freaking out. He's having a moment. He's gripping his chair. And then uh, Black Lightning walks in and kind of comes up and grabs his chair. And I think this is notable for one primary reason, which is that they are the only two of the establishing members of this Justice League that will be part of this crossover. You know what I mean? Supergirl not a part of it? She is not a part of this. No, not a, not a part of this crossover. Her sister will be, but she will not be. Uh, Interesting. Olive, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, um, not Moira. What's uh, Oliver's little girl? Mia. Mia is going to be either coming from the future or they will be going to the future, but in some form or fashion, she will be a part of this. Wait, no, Mia's his sister. Are you talking about his daughter? He's talking about his daughter. Oh, is that Mia? Arrow girl. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver's daughter, Queen Mia Queen. Yeah, Mia Queen. Oh, it is Mia. Okay, I was right. See, I was testing it, and you failed the test. No, you. I I went along with you. I trusted you entirely <laughs> until you you doubted yourself. You 
You doubt her? I doubted uh, myself to expose your doubt in yourself. Well, congratulations. You've succeeded. Anyway, she's going to be part of this. Uh, we also have, of course, the Adam, who I thought that he was part of the establishing members, but I don't think that's true. I don't think he was part of the uh, establishing members of the you know, post-crisis Justice League. Yeah. Okay. So we, we have Flash. We had Supergirl. We have Black Lightning. We had, um, we, had Bat, we had Batwoman, but it was a different Batwoman, which by the way, we'll talk, talk about that later on. Uh, yeah, so, so, so it was Flash, Supergirl, Batwoman, Black Lightning, Arrow. Yeah. That was, that's five. How many do we have total? Mm, we didn't, we have uh, White Canary. I think she was one. Yeah. Cause she, she, I think she represented Legends. Yeah. Right. So that'd be six. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Oh, uh, uh, Martian Manhunter. We had Martian and, Manhunter and Martian Manhunter. So that's yep. seven. Yep, it's a bunch of them. And so they were all. They all had. They all had the tables. They were all at the tables. But yeah, Martian Manhunter is not going to be part of this. Uh, the super family uh, with with the super title, anyways. It's not going to be part of this. Although again, uh, Alex Sanders will. So I, I'm I'm thinking what we're going to get is a lot of like people sitting in those chairs, maybe kind of speaking to a legacy aspect of this. The fact that many people can kind of facilitate those roles obviously we do have a new batwoman so it's gonna be really interesting to see how she gets kind of incorporated here um i am i was able it was it's a blink and you miss it so i had to really kind of freeze frame it here but when adam is rolling and he's actually at a tech conference uh central city technology convention and uh he is running past what appears to be some kind of i don't know i don't know if that's the queen industries logo or what but and there's clearly a, a star uh, Star Labs has some sort of exhibit here at this technology thing, which begs the question: Why does Star Labs have a have a booth at this technology convention? They gotta sell more shares, I guess. <laughs> Who's sell, running? Sell, I, I, what? They may, they're selling patents. I don't know. They're, Chester's the only employee. <laughs> Well, that's that's the thing. It's like, you know, Chester's he, he's showing off all these inventions that like these people can come and license his patents so that Star Labs can keep the lights on. Wait, but you're telling me that, that Chester uh, ordered this pop up. Is he manning it or is or did they did they outsource that? Do they get like temps to come in and man their their little pop up thing here? Uh, the, the robots. Star Labs it's is all a cover. Created. It's all a cover, man. It's all a cover. What's really going on, man, is they've got the metahumans down there. They don't want you to know about. They've taken away their Miranda rights, man. It's all underneath <laughs> Star Labs. It's not well, a big like, corporation, know, man. Yeah. What? I wonder if they like forgot about anybody in the pipeline at any point. Uh, well, somebody, like in one of those cells, like hello, <laughs> hello. Pre-crisis, everything's fine. It's, it's fine. There's no one down there anymore. Like I'm still here. Nope. Crisis. You're not. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we, we we can crisis away just about anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, it's good to see Adam back in the Robo, uh, kind of the Iron Adam suit. That's a good look. Oh man, speaking of good look, I really, really dig Black Light Black Lightning's costume. Uh, I know that went through some iterations on his own show, but like where it landed is so so good. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the dynamic is between these two. Um, obviously, with just the the power set, there's a very complementary power set in, in the works here. And like I said, they were both establishing members of this team and the only two remaining establishing members of this team right now. So it I'm I'm hoping that um, we get a good exploration of that dynamic and that relationship. We also get a brief look at Ryan Choi. Uh, our our bet as of last we talked is that he will become the Adam in this. Are we we still standing by that? Well, I, I don't know. Seeing Ray Palmer in the in the suit kind of threw that for a loop but it could be still like you know he gets because because that's the whole thing when he left legends you know uh he and talking about Damien's, yeah 
Damien's yeah. daughter. Yeah, Damien's daughter. You know, they're, they're going to go live their normal lives, which makes sense why he'd be at the technology expo because he's going back into tech. Like that's, you know, what he does and everything. So um, maybe this is like his last hurrah. And then, you know, Choi comes along and he's like, you know all about this stuff. You're a cool tech bro. Here, have my suit and carry on my legacy as the Atom. Right. I, you know, so we'll, we'll see what ends up happening there. Mia, her scene where she's kind of in the green dress, I'm noticing that she is literally surrounded by Team Flash. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that's Chester over her left uh, shoulder. It's definitely Barry and Iris that are flanking her. And then I believe that's even Cecile, who you kind of see out of the corner of the screen. You, that, you, you really only see her eye, but, but I'm pretty sure that's Cecile, Cecile right there, which to me means that somebody brought her to the present. Like she's not, they're not all in the future, but she's in the present as my guess. Yeah, Flash probably messed with the timeline again. I mean, do or we do they know, use the time bubble? I, I we're not totally sure one way or the other. I mean, it's very possible that the Despero is the one that's messing with the timeline. That's also true. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that that's it. I think the Despero is coming because he needs the Flash because he's doing some timey wimey stuff. Like yeah. he sees the potential of controlling the Flash, and is has come to uh, to get him. And so I'm sure what what why you know for whatever reason Mia is here in the present. I I would be shocked if it wasn't the Flash who brought her here, but I would be even more shocked if Despero wasn't even behind that. Like I think I think that's what's going on. Unless they're yeah, just like and, unless like Flash is like we really need an arrow if we're going to fill back up this table, and you know, right <laughs> well, now she's you know, only like three. So let's. <laughs> let's well, it, it could be something like you know he wants to face a powerful challenge, and so like he's getting Earth's mightiest heroes uh, um, to like together. Yeah, exactly. Know. He's got to. He's got to assemble the. It's possible. Possible. Yeah. Justice League assemble. Wait, no, it's news team assemble. That's what it is. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, I'm of course, Ron Burgundy. The big, uh, the big, <laughs> you know, mic drop moment at the end of this is uh, the the reveal of Wells. But which Wells? Bells. Uh, definitely the OG. The time locked. You think it's time timeless Wells? Time locked Wells. Maybe. Um, or Purgatory Wells, I it, could it be Eobard? He's too happy to be Eobard. Eobard, why, why, why won't you let Eobard be happy, man? I'm just kidding. Kidding. Like, he's, like, he's a like, yeah, Eobard, Eobard as Wells, yeah, was not that demeanor as what he we was saw. when he was faking Wells. Not really, though. Yeah, he was. He was very like happy. Go back and watch season one. It was a long time ago. It's a different era, different age, different caliber of show we were talking about. But regardless, go back and rewatch that, man. Perhaps I should. Yeah, he was great. It was fantastic. So this this young new kid on the block named Tom Cavanaugh is here uh, to play somebody called Harrison Wells. Uh, but we don't know that that's Harrison Wells. It could be Harrison Wells. It could be uh, it could be Eobard. You know, you know where my money's at. But I, I think. You know. <laughs> Statistically yeah, speaking, he's probably a Wells. <laughs> yeah, he. <laughs> if Tom Cavanaugh's on the show, he's that. What if he's not a Wells? What if that's not a Wells? What if that's like, you know, Jeb Thompson, uh, tech <laughs> protege? You know, <laughs> Jeb Thompson. You know, there's an infinite number of Jeb Thompsons too, right? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, the Council of Jeb. <laughs> yeah, <That's... laughs> the Jebs. The Jebs have been on this from the from the jump, man. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're all from Despero's own world. They like, you know. That's what it is. The Council of Jebs has yep. destroyed Despero's homeworld, and he's coming to seek help Jeb! from. <laughs> I love it. Please clap. 
that's a, that's a, that's a, a very timely reference there. <laughs> but of course, from Jeb's perspective, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> it's an infinite number of sad, please clap moments. Uh, different Jeb, different Jeb, Tom Cavanaugh Jeb. That's that's yeah. the Jeb. Yeah, Tom, Tom Cavanaugh Jeb. Uh, you, you will certainly clap for him. <laughs> we definitely will. Uh, all right, y'all, there's one more thing we need to talk about, and it's the breaking news that is coming out of the uh, Batwoman world. But before we j- dive into that, we're going to take a quick break right here. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. We are back. All right. So uh, this morning, the post DC fandom news drops continues to do their dropping. Man. Um, so Ruby Rose, the uh, OG Batwoman. Uh, so all right, let's let's uh, let's take them back a little bit. Uh, Batwoman. You know, I never finished the show. I watched a few episodes. I was impressed with what I saw. I really loved her in Crisis. I was. I think one of there was a lot of great things that happened in Crisis, but to me, one of the biggest kind of hopeful takeaways for what we could potentially see in the future was uh, her Batwoman teaming up with uh, Supergirl for kind of a world's finest and and the crossover potential there. I mean, shoot, even like a spinoff show, I think would be uh, pretty incredible. But yeah, the chemistry was there. It could have been exciting, but for whatever reason, well, I guess we know the reasons now, but yeah. at, the, at the time, uh, the internet was shocked to learn that Ruby Rose was not returning as Batwoman, but Batwoman was continuing on uh, without even recasting the character. There was a lot of confusion as to what was going on. There was talks about injuries. We covered it here on the show as best we could at the time. Um, and then there was kind of this question of it was kind of an abusive environment, but there wasn't a whole lot of real kind of, uh, I guess I, there wasn't really a deep dive into what that meant other than we just heard about a lot of a lot of accidents, like a lot of injuries happening on set. And honestly, even today, as Ruby took to Instagram, uh, kind of sharing a more, you know, kind of full story from her perspective and and what had happened to her and, you know, um, kind of her dynamics with uh, the crew and the folks that were making the show, kind of a horrific situation. Yeah, like super heavy uh, accusations. Like that's, you know, nuts, like getting only 10 days off after like a separated broken rib. And like, yeah. that's nuts. I, I'm trying to remember because I were, as I was listening to it, because at first I tried to read this and I, I got to be honest, man, Instagram is not my uh, it's, it's not my my go to. And so I was I was trying to read screen captures and the font that she used was a little difficult to read. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. It, some of the screen caps that I saw, I was like, I got to zoom in and then like the cursive font. And no, nobody knows how to read cursive these days. Well, and I'm dyslexic on top of that. So it just wasn't <laughs> happening. So I, I ended up, you know, just kind of looking on YouTube until I could find somebody who's literally just, just read this verbatim, please. Somebody read this to me so I can hear what's going on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely wild. And I remember back at the time when all that was happening, I was kind of shocked at the amount of injuries, not just that she sustained, but also that we kind of heard about 
from that set. And I mean, obviously it's a, you know, it's, it's a superhero show. There's a lot of, you know, intense stunts that kind of go along with that, but I mean, we're not dealing with the matrix here. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was wild to me that they were putting these uh, actors and, and other folks into these such extreme situations that would cause this much damage. And at first I thought that was it. I thought like what she was saying at the time is like, you know, it's unrealistic for us to do these stunts. Nobody else is having to do these stunts. And, and literally it's, it's causing some, you know, I, I think if not mistaken, somebody actually was permanently like paralyzed that was on set. Um, yeah. I think it was one of the, was it a stunt coordinator? I think it was a PA actually. So was a somebody PA not even, a PA. Yeah. yeah. Like somebody not even doing a stunt gets paralyzed permanently. Like your production needs some serious rework. Yeah. It's wild. And so like that kind of stuff is like that, that's crazy. That, that seems like a very mismanaged set and production on the whole. Yeah. Now, as we go in deeper, we see kind of more fully what's going on now. It, you know, we, we should mention that as we uh, are recording right now, Warner brothers has put out a statement basically claiming that Ruby Rose is putting out a revisionist history here. Um, and so, you know, obviously we're, we're, <laughs> we're dealing with, you know, the company said, and the actress said, but I think one thing that is very, very clear and this is not true for just Ruby, but we've seen this kind of broadly in media. And I would even argue that we've seen this broadly in media throughout the entire duration of, you know, the, the modern uh, kind of superhero on television era that we've been in is that companies to some extent will attempt to weaponize their audience against like the actors and especially the actresses on these shows. Like we've, we've seen this before. We, uh, even if you look at how, uh, and I mean, again, it's not just the shows. I mean, look at uh, Black Widow. Look at the the whole negotiation that uh, Scarlett Johansson was going back and forth with with uh, Marvel Disney, and how kind of they were saying like, "Look, we're going to put it out here. Nobody's going to, you know, they're not going to respect you. They're going to look at how much money you make and not support you." Like basically counting on kind of us as quote unquote the fans to to kind of be their strong arm in this. And I don't know, man. That that it makes me feel dirty because I think that we've seen some really toxic fandom in the DC TV community over the last several years. You know, it's not an area that we talk about a lot. It's not something that we go into every once in a while in the past. If you go over the history of the show, I will have taken swipes at the kind of the illicity uh, uh, faction from time to time, but even that's not to try to stir up anything. It's more of just to acknowledge the reality of the fanness and the severity in which people latch onto things that are just television <laughs> you know like that yeah. are just just characters well it's like people sending death threats to that uh vanity fair movie reviewer who like spoiled something about eternals in in a headline okay don't tell me because i don't know what that is yet Somebody, i don't know what it is either I, i've been warned about that and i, I don't know what it is uh, yeah I don't, I don't know what it is but but like still like it, it's it's a movie and it's a comic book movie at that and um you, you like you shouldn't send death threats to anybody for anything um and yes, especially exactly. not for 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 entertainment that you consume like that's ridiculous okay i i got i got i do have to say this so in game was spoiled for me on twitter was it really have i ever told you this story maybe all right well let, let me first say because i don't want to get too far off and then I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you that story in a second um because my 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 thing about this is less about you know that and really more about when it comes to kind of the the dynamic that exists between kind of the companies that are making this content that we enjoy and then the the people who are literally the face essentially become the punching bag for kind of the fan community let let's all try to be a little bit better shall we like if you don't like something that's going on look we you've you've heard this last past year we did not 
really vibe overall with what this season of the flash was, but you know what? We're not like getting on to anybody in particular. I'm not sending like death that. threats to the writer's room because they didn't write the show how I wanted. No, know? exactly. Like, exactly. That's insane. Like, and Look, you I'll, know, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll, we'll offer, you know, constructive feedback. Not that anybody listened, like, you know, not that the writer's room listens to what it. Are you talking about? The CW executives are listening right now. Although we probably lost them by even talking about this story. So that's a good yeah, point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but like, you know, but like, like that, that's, I think, I think that's a constructive thing to do. Like don't, don't DM them and say, here's my constructive criticism for your thing. But like, if, if you, if you want to, if, if it'll make you feel better about, uh, about the show to like, you know, post on Twitter, what you thought about the season, that's great. But like, don't do it in a way that that's going to sit there and, and denigrate somebody or, or, you know, call for death threats on them or anything like that. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. But, you know, if you say, Hey, I maybe, maybe don't focus that much on, on, on this particular character because they don't mesh well or whatever, you know, do like, just don't be a dick. That's like, <laughs> right. Kindergarten 101. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like treat other people as you would like to be treated. If, if you, yeah, if, if, you know, if, if you're working on something and you know, you're, it's your job to do it and you're, and you're trying to do your job well and everything. And maybe, you know, it doesn't all go the way that you would like, uh, you don't want people coming up to you and telling you your crap and that you should die. Like, that's insane. Like imagine if somebody just came to your work and like just stood over your shoulder and said, Hey, you suck. Everything you do sucks. And I wish you were dead. Um, because you know, you're, I don't know you, depending on what you do, like you, you didn't, you didn't put the right color on an advertising thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like It's insane. Yeah. It's insane to me. It's like, I know people get passionate about the things that they enjoy and that's great. That's great to have passion for the things that you enjoy, but that passion shouldn't extend to making other people's lives miserable because you right. didn't enjoy the thing that they did for you. Well, so the, as you read through her story, one of the things that like is, is like just deep in there is how she feels. I think fairly, she feels used as a, as a tool of kind of this production. Like she was kind of used and abused through that. She wasn't seen as a human being. And I think that, you know, so I guess I look at this and I kind of see what, you know, our role as fans in all this as well. I see how, you know, they're threatening like, oh, this is all going to be on your fault. And, you know, this is all going to be on you. And I see that from the standpoint of like, oh, you need to be there so that you can talk to like we are being we as the fans. And I mean, again, you know, I'm not saying us is I'm looking at this broadly. Obviously, you know, yeah. we didn't we didn't watch Batwoman like that wasn't a, a show. I watched a couple episodes, but I, I, it wasn't one that I was able to, you know, finish all, all throughout. Um, but regardless, as part of kind of the broader kind of geek viewing, uh, uh, you know, uh, folks, audience, I see them using us and I see us sometimes playing into that. And I hate that. I really, really hate that. It's there's nothing wrong, as Bell just said, like we, we attach ourselves to these characters, like these characters mean something to us. Their stories speak to us on a deep emotional level. We because they're because they're not real because they are kind of these iconic characters they're able to be even more than what they are for each individual person because you're able to bring so much of your own experience into how you connect with that character it's very it's a deeply emotional thing but it is a connection with a fictional character and a lot of times what ends up happening we we take that intensity and we elevate the fictional character over the very real people who are bringing them to life and like, yeah. look, there have been some pretty terrible performances of characters that I love, but that doesn't make the person who gave the terrible performance of lesser value. You know what I mean? Like they have, they have great value because they're a person. 
and she wasn't treated like a person and, and she was treated like a tool to make this happen. I, I get the sense and have for quite some time, man, you know, we don't talk about, you know, the rumor mill kind of the behind the scenes. We don't get into the gossip of, of that sort of thing. The main reason we're talking about this is because it is such a monumental kind of breaking news situation that's happening, like literally the day that we're recording, but it's, it's generally not an area we, we discuss, but I got to tell you, man, I, I, I would not be shocked to learn that there's been a culture behind the scenes at the kind of the DC TV powerhouse broadly, not just this show, but other shows that we love um, where even though people didn't necessarily break their backs, that they're being kind of used and abused in a similar capacity. And I would not be shocked to learn more stories like this, where the relationship with the fans and kind of weaponizing us and our expectations is a major tool of that. So as we go into season eight of the flash, let's be cool. Okay. Let's be yeah. cool. Like there's a, there's a right way and a wrong way to critique something that you enjoy. And, you know, hopefully, I mean, we're, we're not perfect, but hopefully last season we were able to kind of display what a, 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 a an honoring critique of something that we want to enjoy looks like without, you know, demonizing hurting or abusing the people that are working hard to try to you know to meet those expectations and to make something beautiful so yeah and and when a very powerful corporation with a lot of money tries to divert your attention away from the things that in this case ruby is saying and tries to redirect your energy towards the person themselves as in like you know like 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 disney did with uh Scarlett Johansson saying, oh, well, you already made this much money, right, uh, yeah. you know, like they're trying to weaponize um, their their power and their fan base against the people that they wronged because Disney was was in the wrong. They they violated a contract. It doesn't matter how much money she made. She was promised in the contract, you know, the, the revenue from that. And so, like, you, you can't sit there and say, oh, well, it doesn't matter that they broke the law because, <laughs> yeah. you know, Scarlett Johansson makes money. So, like. Think about that. You know, when when you when you hear stuff from the rumor mill and things like that, you know, when 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 the you know quote official statement comes out from Warner Brothers, see what they're trying to do with it. And uh, you know, you think about that, right? Like Warner Brothers is a very powerful company, a very big organization with a lot of money. Just because you're a fan of the of the of the uh media that they produce, don't let don't allow that to like, you know, instantly uh cloud your judgment in regards to like what they're responding to, because you know, that's it's uh, it, it's important to, to hear both sides, but also to use your judgment and don't, you know, dogpile because a big company asked you to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Or expected you to. I think that's the or expects thing. you to. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, of course, this is probably a story that's going to change and there'll be a lot of different. Um, I, I would be shocked if this is the end of it. I'm sure there'll be some back and forth that will happen over the social medias and beyond the next couple of days uh, and, and possibly weeks. So um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll kind of leave it to y'all to follow from there. Bell, before we wrap it up here, any, any final thoughts, things about fandom that uh, you enjoyed beyond uh, all this stuff? I tell you what, I am uh, excited for the, for the DC slate of movies and stuff that's coming out uh, yeah, for the first yeah. time in a very long time. Um, okay, okay. You know, th there's always been mad hype when Marvel releases their, their, uh, their slate. And uh, I feel like there hasn't been as much hype for me when DC's released slates in the past, but we got uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman. I'm super pumped for that movie because I love Robert Pattinson and um, in, in basically anything that's not Twilight. <laughs> he, he's a, he is a great actor. Like you should watch some of his indie films. And like if he puts, you know, just just a, just a fraction of, of the energy that he puts into his indie films to like bring this 
unique Batman story to life. I think it's going to be really, really good. Um, Black Adam, uh, that's a passion project for um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And so I'm really excited to see where that's going to come uh, and where it's going to go. Um, Shazam Fury of the Gods, that's going to be super exciting because I, I love Shazam. I think that was my favorite um, DC movie of the of the previous, I guess, phase. I mean, you might want to call it. But right, um, right, right, right. Yeah, so Batman, Shazam, uh, sorry, Batman, Black Adam, uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, uh, just a lot of good stuff coming on the road. I'm finally excited for a DC slate, and that makes me happy because I I want all of my media properties that I like to have good material, right? I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm super, I'm, I'm not like, ah, you know, like trying to pit these things i like both and and so i want both to be good and i i really feel like now both are going to be good and uh so we're we're coming into a really really good phase of comic book media and so i'm super happy about that i'm super pumped um i think fans of both uh and fans of either are, are going to be happy here in the future so I, that's that's awesome that's good man yeah i i'm not quite there with you yet but i'm glad that you are i i just overall the the one movie i'm really looking forward to is the flash i mean I'm, I'm in a totally different boat this is probably the first batman movie i am not looking forward to uh which really is, i know in that wild like i i because I, I get it this is like one that has really got a lot of people hyped and i catwoman looks incredible like right out of the pages of uh you know long halloween and i uh, i think it's uh what is it the roman holiday which i believe was the the sequel to that uh, so just fascinate, like the, the overall look and feel of the thing looks amazing, but for whatever reason, man, this time I'm just not hyped for it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it'll change, but right now I'm, I'm, I'm just not there, but I'm glad that you are. Yeah. Well, you know, like Joker was, was fantastic. Um, and yeah. it, it, Batman feels like, like one of those, it's like a one-off story that you can tell a great story that doesn't need to be connected to a greater universe. Cause not everything needs to be and uh we're yeah, getting for our sure. connection yes. yeah yes, yeah definitely. like you know we're, we're getting our connection with the flash movie with with 89 batman which i think is great i think that's super awesome so you know like yeah i i'm just i'm excited about it uh primarily because robert pattinson i think is i think is great uh and a lot of the 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 indie and like more like eclectic weird movies that he've done are, are just fantastic and so i'm really excited to see that energy being brought into this project and uh yeah so you should get on the hype train uh, I'm waiting for my ticket. I'm, I'm just, I'm just waiting for my ticket, man. That's all. It is. <laughs> just waiting for my ticket. Well, good stuff, man. Well, that is going to, I think, do it for us for this coverage of uh, DC Fandom and uh, and all of the greatest and latest that's coming out of there. Uh, hey, uh, let us know your thoughts. You can tweet into the show at Flash TV Talk. You can, of course, uh, follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Flash TV Talk. You can follow Bell at Ring That Bell. Uh, but all that information and more can be found at TVTalk.fm. Uh, Y'all, we've got a big announcement heading your way very, very soon, so stay tuned. But until then, we'll be back in a flash. Oh, man, I totally forgot my my in-game spoiler story. How dare you? I know, right? It's so bad. Uh, Okay, so this this happened. Like, this is is like a real story, right? Um, I was on twitter and what was that there was a hashtag don't spoil the end game you remember that i think so yeah okay so i trying to be like good twitter geek person was contributing to that hashtag of don't spoil the end game and just encouraging people you know like as we get closer just how exciting this is going to be i get tweeted 
by a user handle that was called Iron Man Dies at the End of Endgame. Oh, no. <laughs> Their Twitter icon is Cap holding Mjolnir. Wow. And their banner is Tony Stark snap. Wow. I saw this three days before Endgame came out. So they were they were fishing for that. They were fishing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Bell. That is that's 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 wrong. Yes. You know, it, it is very, very wrong. So I found out something, Bell. Yeah. I found out where this person lives. Well, you know that stuff I was saying earlier about death threats? Uh-huh. <laughs> So, so this is why I was like, all right, well, hang on now, because I agree that death threats aren't right. But, you know, but like before we say you shouldn't be vindictive for people not spoiling things, I, I need to confess some things to you. But I found out where this person lives. <laughs> so did you did you go Jay and Silent Bob strike back on them? They, they, they live they live in Houston, Texas, Bell. Do they really? They live in Houston, Texas. And, and you know who else lives in Houston, Texas? <laughs> you? Yes. And 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 you know what else this person uh I found out about this person by by doing some deep dive like online Facebook and and you know Google stalking and everything. You know what else they like? What? Well, they feel that they have a very promising rap career. Ooh. Yes. Now, <laughs> one might argue their skills are, are lacking in that department, but regardless, they feel that they might have something here. And do you know who happens to own a fairly prominent recording studio in the Houston area? <laughs> Would that be you? All right. So here's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I didn't do anything, but man, I got so close. I was like, I'm going to like reach out to this guy anonymously from Pottery and be like, Hey, you know, we're, you know, uh, considering doing this kind of, you know, partnership with this other, you know, uh, you know, a, a production label and everything else. And, you know, I've heard your stuff. It's really great. And basically I was going to have him meet for like a meeting out in the middle of nowhere and like, just like keep on sending him messages like, oh no, I'm just like, uh, just around the corner. Just keep going. Like, I was just going to like literally going on and on and on until finally he figured out what it was and be like, don't spoil the end game. Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but I didn't do oh, it. Oh, that would that would be good. Yeah. No, okay. So I, I do remember you telling me that it got spoiled for you, but this was before I had seen Endgame because I think we recorded before Endgame came out. Right, right, right. Yeah, and you told me it was. Well, I didn't know the details because obviously you wouldn't go into those because of that course. would spoil it for me. Yeah. Okay. So so now having the the whole con, I didn't realize like, oh maybe maybe it was one thing or no, it was like three big huge moments. The things, <laughs> yes, like all the things, yes. 